TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This hour is brought to you by the cleanup and restoration specialists that serve pro. Call 1-800-SERVE-PRO. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. After looking at the game film from Miami, is there a certain area that you guys would like to work on to improve this week? Yeah, we're trying to improve everything. <laughs> oh, gosh. Late Night WEEI, it's KJ. Bill, what areas do you guys need to work on? To do, well... It's everything. And we're trying to prove everything. Yeah, everything. They didn't ask that. Everybody saw that it was everything. Can you be more specific? Okay, that's like asking a clam to actually confess. I won't open up unless you pull out the knife and pull me out of the water. But my gosh. I mean, clearly, can we get some itemized deductions here? Offensive line. Uh, we need to work on some. We need to work on some of the play calling adjustments. A couple nights ago, I think it was Monday night. I had mentioned, like, look, it was the play calling because play calling involves game planning, and game planning calls for adjustments, and adjustments calls for audibles, right? And with those scripted twenty-five first plays that you saw, let's just put it this way: the twenty-six play was Mac Jones's kneel down at the end of the half. Yeah, how are those first 25 plays before that? So, yeah, I mean, I, Belichick's not going to throw his guys under the bus, and that includes his coaching staff as well. But clearly has something has to give this week in a situation where you're facing a team, even though T.J. Watt is not there. This team was number one defense in sacks last year. There's an offensive line problem with the Patriots. Now, people are like, well, what about Trubisky and so forth? I'll get into some of those here in a second. Um, but you wonder if the team's confidence, if the, the, the stuff discussed about Kendrick Bourne at the end of the game and how that became another story, then Mac is out with an illness from practice yesterday. Again, remember, he didn't talk to the press after the game last Sunday because they were looking at X-ray, potential x-rays or some issues with his back. Um, so there's just a lot of things. This, this is what makes football great. So just in the span of like four and a half days, there have been like four different dramas all going on with the Patriots leading into this, what is really a must win. I've I've been saying, hey, look, Vegas had it five to one. You put money down for the Patriots to lose their first four games. I'm not here to say that's what I want to see. I'm just saying if it involves your money, you can times it times five. There you go. That this is a real possibility. Not because uh, Bill Belichick wasn't going to be prepared, 
or not that Mac Jones wasn't going to be ready for the challenge. It's just literally that, you know, that movie with Jim Carrey, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, I, I can't remember his name. But let's just say they ride around in the van and they have fur on the inside when it comes to calling the plays for, for the offense. So here's Mac Jones talking about, look, how is the team feeling? Do they feel a little less after what happened last week? I think we all feel pretty good about it, honestly. I, you know, I think they're um, early on. We're trying to iron some things out. But at the end of the day, when we watch the tape and when everyone does what they're supposed to do, it's a good play. And when we don't, it's just not a good play. So that's football. And once you get the good plays over here and the bad plays over there and there's not very many bad plays, then we'll score more points. And um, like you're saying, the results will come. Um, but, yeah, it's more about can we stack – can everybody do their job to stack up good plays? Can, you know, I get it to the right guy who makes his yards after catch? Can we block up front the the blitzes, the stunts, all that stuff? So that's what we're just working through. And once we can do that, we'll be good. Oh, bull hockey. I mean, that's 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 generic. Like, you'd probably have to like, you can't come out and say, we're still going through some major adjustments. The offense still trying to figure out who it is and who we are. But you can't say that. So going into this Pittsburgh game, you say, with all things considered, where is the talent level in terms of numbers and points per game and yards per game, passing yards per game? What was the comp game that Pittsburgh had last year to what New England does on average, right? So the Patriots last year averaged 226 yards passing per game, 126 yards rushing per game, all right? The game in 2021 that Pittsburgh played where these totals were kind of close was against Seattle in week two where Seattle had 220 passing yards and 119 rushing yards. Steelers won the game 23-20 in overtime. Uh-oh. On a field goal. Look, Pittsburgh got out to a 14-0 lead and then Seattle walked them down in the second half. Geno Smith sacked five times. Uh oh. Fumbled once, threw one TD, and threw for 209 yards. On a trick play, that's how the other 11 yards came in. Here's the key the Seahawks had a rusher go for 101 yards on 20 carries. Now, Roethlisberger, not as good as he was in his past, was. Starting to see the end of his days last year. But still, I would say what Roethlisberger was at the end of last year is probably no worse than what the the Steelers are at the beginning of this year, right? This is not like, I think that's why people are so excited about Kenny Pickett because they know that Kenny Pickett could grow to be better than what they saw last year from, from Roethlisberger. They're thinking Trubisky might just be able to make sure that, you know, the water doesn't flow out of the river. Roethlisberger threw for 40 times last year in that game, and no receiver had over 75 yards. Well, you say if you're the Patriots, you're definitely not worried about Mitch Trubisky beating you with their arm, with his arm. The Steelers' defense had 10, 10 tackles for loss and eight QB hits. Yeah, you know what? If if I'm if I'm the Patriots right now, I'm thinking I should be I should be a little bit concerned. Right, because Miami was able to do that to you pretty much last week. Get to the quarterback, put their hands on him. Even that 
I mean, let's call that double hit where the play didn't count, but Mac Jones got hit high and low. I'm sorry, that still counts as a QB hit because he felt it. 13% of Geno Smith's throws in that game last year were bad. Uh Uh-oh, because 13% of Mac Jones' throws last week were bad. The Patriots only had one receiver with over 50 yards and no rusher with over 50 yards on the ground. If the Pats have any chance to win this game Sunday, they have to run the ball a lot. And it's still going to be a long day despite the absence of T.J. Watt. 617-779-7937. Text 37937. KJ late night still to come. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, Giselle might be chirping a lot more now because she probably feels like Talia Shire, Rocky's wife in Rocky 3 after he fights Clubber Lang the first time. <laughs> because the Saints have something for him. That's coming in 20 minutes. Oh, man. Again, if the Patriots don't run the ball a lot, it's going to be a long day for the Patriots, even with T.J. Watt not there. The Steelers only gave up six rushing touchdowns at home last year. Six. But more than half of the touchdowns in the air happened on first down against the Steelers. So now you have to ask yourself, do you want to see the Patriots potentially taking chances on first down, on deep balls with these receivers, or you don't think that the Patriots, uh, the the Steelers' defense is kind of like oh, we want Mac Jones to put it up and often. But the Steelers take huge chances when you pass. There's ten or more yards to go. Nearly half of their sacks happened with ten or more yards to go on the play. But more than half of their first downs they gave up last year was with 10 or more yards to go. So they're going to send people to the quarterback. They're going to say, you know what, we're coming after you. And that's why I said they're, they were number one in sacks last year. They're coming at they're, they are coming for Mac. That offensive line, if they're not ready, it it could be ugly. And you, you don't, again, if the Patriots don't run the ball a lot, it's going to be a long day despite the absence of T.J. Watt. And here's what's scary. You know Cam Hayward had just as many QB hurries as T.J. Watt did last year? (laughs) And he only missed one tackle last year. Remember, I told you in this kind of comp game, when they played Seattle last year, 10, 10 tackles for loss. Patriots don't run that ball, it's going to be a long day. I'll continue the theory and what the Patriots are looking at in terms of the game with the Steelers um, and why Trubisky might be the reason why the Patriots can win the game. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night here on WEEI, but now it's time to trend with Justin. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, trending now is brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills, and Nissan's got an exciting full lineup that'll put goosebumps on your bumps. Experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at NissanUSA.com today. 
Well, this one didn't necessarily put goosebumps on anyone's goosebumps. Ooh, but the you like my Red chill? Sox defeated Ooh. the Kansas City Royals 2-1 to one tonight in the, uh, the final Friday night game of Fenway this season. This one was ugly. The Red Sox scored just two runs on one hit in the bottom of the eighth. That's what gave them the lead. Matt Strom came in, got the save. Eight walks to the Red Sox, just three hits. Michael Walker was good again tonight. The Red Sox are now 15-5 and when Walker gets the start. This guy has paid off big time. Yeah. The Sox and Royals play the second of their three-game set. Tomorrow afternoon with the matinee start, 4 o'clock. Yeah. Justin, right tonight's yes. tonight's tonight's game was actually called a paper bag game because it was fast and ugly. It was fast and ugly. <laughs> At least it was fast. I mean, that's put a, a paper thing. bag over that head of the game. Yeah, it was pretty ugly. And tomorrow matinee start four o'clock. You can listen to the pregame show right here on the Red Sox network and the patriots they open up as two-point favorites playing the steelers in pittsburgh this sunday at one quarterback mac jones yeah that guy he's important he was a full participant in practice and was removed from the injury report so that's good news regarding his status sunday trent brown and adrian phillips are both listed as questionable and one more injury note steelers running back Najee harris practiced in full yesterday and is expected to play sunday wei gets you ready to go on sunday with nfl sunday with gresham keith and wiggy this sunday 10 a.m up until kickoff and at at one, do you, do you ever wonder what kind of food spread they have for that show in the morning? It has to have a lot of cholesterol and a lot of grease. I bet you it's pretty good. Yeah, it's I'm a sure. morning too. It's starting at ten. A, they should probably have a doctor on site. Like, how many wings are you about to eat at ten in the morning? And then we'll have the Six Rings post game show with Fitzy and Hart immediately following the Red Sox game on Sunday. And Fitzy's, finally, Fitzy's making a brand new beer now as we speak. <laughs> a wicked hazy of some sort. Yeah. And finally, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley announced today that. Quarterback Justin Herbert suffered a fracture to his rib cartilage, which I didn't I know was it. possible. I called it last night on Twitter. I said, he's got a bruise or some type of fracture to that rib. To a cartilage, though. Isn't like the cartilage is like your nose and your ears are made of cartilage? It's on top of the rib. It hurts. Yeah, well, hey, well, it, certainly, it, hurts. it certainly hurt. It looked like it hurt, at least. Yeah. He looked good when he came back in. And that he suffered that in last night's 27 That's a good question. You can't loss. fracture cartilage because cartilage isn't bone. No. It's like... It's like <laughs> Like flesh, almost. It's like gristle. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. Neither one of us are doctors. I mean, you might have been, but I was never a doctor. So. Well, I do know that that cartilage is not bone. Yes. So I, the, the way you fracture cartilage was a little confusing to me. I, I had a double take. I didn't you know if I was. You can tear right. cartilage, but you can't fracture a yeah, cartilage. Yeah. Right. That makes more sense. Oh. And Staley confirmed that Herbert is considered day to day. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's better after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Now back to it. W-E-E-I Late Night. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. The other thing you see around the league too, Michael, is some of these young quarterbacks, the teams have gone out there and gotten them really good receivers to help the development, whether it's, you know, Steph Diggs a couple years ago with Josh Allen or A.J. Brown this year with Jalen Hurts. How important do you think that is that for Mac Jones's development to, and I'm not saying they do it this week, but I'm saying at some point, don't they have to get him a guy like that? Yes, yes they do. Yes, they do. Now, let me answer the first question, too, because you asked me about how much of this is on Mac Jones. We, we watched Mac Jones uh, have a pretty good season last year when he got the right kind of teaching from a right kind of coach. So, so, so this, I believe, is on the structure all around him. This is his second year. He should be taking off, not, not, you know, not, not, not thinking and questioning and wondering, and then not having the right person to go to to try to find, figure out the answers to the questions. So, so yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't put that on him. I, I put that on his whole um, system, his support system. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. That's Michael Irvin on Gresham Keefin. You're welcome, Rich. Because that's what I was saying in February. Why with the second-year quarterback, if you don't have a star receiver out of college to come in right with him, then why did you not make a move at, say, a Mike Williams? And let me tell you what Mike Williams did for a lot of people's fantasy team last night. Why You didn't make a play for Mike Williams to be the number one receiver when he was looking for number one receiver money. You could have gone after A.J. Green. You could have been in the, in the Christian Kirk sweepstakes. Something that says two things. One, you've got a stud who's your wide receiver one, and two, is supposed to make the wide receiver room better. Like everybody else in that room knows, that right there is the alpha dog. And we can learn from him because he's done it in this league. No, this is pretty much like you know, kill the man at the top of the hill type situation with the wide receiver core. I've been saying that for months here on WEEI, that this was what was going to be happening. And that on KJ and Dondero, the show that you might have missed the season finale, you can go back and listen at WEEI.com. I've been saying this, I was saying it the whole time on the Sunday show as well. This is on the upper management of not providing, because Mac overperformed last year. He did, right? Like if it, last year was a 7-9 and nine or 7-10 and 10 year, I don't think anybody would be mad. You're like, look, that's really good. Justin Herbert only had seven wins in his rookie of the year. Look where he is now. Well, actually, you're calling it broken cartilage. I wonder who's their medical staff. You can't break cartilage. You can break your nose, but you break the bones in your nose, not the cartilage. Anyway. But yeah, Mac wins 10 games last year. So you would say, hey, for rewarding of your great service and knowing that your coordinator is on his way to taking a head coaching job, we definitely need to get someone in here. Unless, unless you're Belichick and you're concerned about potentially losing the locker room because you now have a star receiver in there that you clearly know that you need. And so going into this Pittsburgh game, um, you saw the deficiencies in the pass game. You couldn't get back to the run game because you were already down 17 at the half. So you're, you're, you're kind of behind the eight ball. And I been going through some of the things that, look, this is what the Patriots need to pretty much do if they're going to win the game, and it really comes down to you got to run the ball a lot. Run it a lot. I mentioned that, you know, the Patriots, what they did typically last year in a game, 
what Pittsburgh gave up in a similar game was against Seattle, and Pittsburgh won that game 23-20 in overtime. So I mentioned about Cam Haywood and his his still dominance from the deep, the defensive tackle position. You can't forget about Alex Highsmith. Those two are nightmares on the defensive front. I mean, they brought the Steelers brought Highsmith on the blitz the most out of all the players last year. More than TJ Watt, who had what 22 and a half sacks? They brought Highsmith on the blitz the most. But people are saying, well, you know, what about Trubisky? He's, he's, he's nothing great. And that's true. So to say what's the best Mitch Trubisky, and that's 2018, all pro. He was 7-1 and one at home when he was still with Chicago. Uh, but he had a lower completion rate at home, and I, I would take that up to, you know, he played Detroit on the road, and that's indoors as well as Minnesota. And obviously Detroit wasn't a good team at that time, and Minnesota was still in flux. So, um but his highest completion percentage came in the first four weeks of the season. So if Mitch Trubisky has a tendency to perform very well, it's very early on, then there'll be a lull, and then depending on what the rest of the season looks like, this may be a situation where if the lull gets too deep, he gets yanked. If he still looks good and they're in a playoff run, he's fixed some issues that he hasn't really been able to address since 2018. But how about this? When the games were close, like less than eight points, Drabisky that year was five and three, and of his 12 interceptions that season, eight of them came in those games where it was decided by a touchdown or less. So now we're getting to something. Maybe Bill's wheelhouse. Maybe Bill can cook up something defensively against Trubisky because guess what? Trubisky's worst game in 2018 was against Bill Belichick. 24, 24 incompletions for 52% completion rate, 69 QBR, two picks, and a loss. But watch out, he rushed for 81 yards. So Belichick probably has in place to say if the one thing that they do best he could take away because he can't take away their defense with his offense, he knows that, is to take away the run from Trubisky. So not like an 81-yard situation, but if this game may be a dogfight, okay? If Vegas actually has the line for the Patriots to win the game, then what they're really telling you is on the road at Pittsburgh and they think that the Patriots will win, that this will be a close game probably decided by a field goal. Like that Seattle game last year where Seattle lost 23-20 in Pittsburgh in overtime. So, Here's what the Pats need to do. Establish the run often. Two, don't be afraid of the draw play on first or second down. There's still 10-plus yards. Hey, you got to start thinking about how do you protect Mac because they want to peel those ears back. The passing offense has to be quick strike. The best-case scenario is the Steeler DBs will start to have to play some press coverage to come up on these guys, and that's when you say, okay, can Mac and his accuracy and his ability to drop the ball in the basket extremely well now work with Devontae Parker if he's got one-on-one press coverage with no help over the top because all of the dinking and dunking and the underneath stuff is working. But if you start seeing drop balls, I mean, you start to hate to use Aguilar as an adjective, but if you start seeing Aguilar-type material dropping balls on plays that are across the middle and 
could easily be seven yard slant plays and you you, you get yards and you, you drop those. Mm-mm. Steelers will then know that we were catching on like Aguilar. <laughs> that's the if you don't know what that's from, that's the guy who was witnessing what was happening at a fire in Philadelphia. My man just started throwing babies out the window. <laughs> we was catching on like Aguilar. Who was describing that the first responders were actually catching children coming out of windows from a burning building. And he said, but un- unlike Aguilar. Uh, My man just started throwing babies out the window. <laughs> we was catching unlike Aguilar and yes. his mishaps. I like to put that out there. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a popular meme with the kids. Or actually a gif because they've got the, 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 the quotes down at the bottom. So if you've got Aguilar dropping babies going across the middle then that's going to for allow for Pittsburgh to say, you know what, these guys, we can just give them room to start to tee off and wait for them to make errant throws. And with a Swiss cheese offensive line, it could be ugly. Three, keep the game close. Force Trubisky to be the factor late in the game versus allowing him to just manage the game towards the end. If all he has to do is just pretty much hand off the ball, do quick, you know, squint screen passes to the Claypool and go for the yards after catch thing, Trubisky's not going to hurt them. You need to put him in a place where he has to make decisions and the game is on his back. I mean, they were kind of, it, some people did get a chance to see the end of that Pittsburgh game where it was just kind of like, okay, how many more comedy of errors can, can the Bengals provide to not end up winning this game despite, you know, Joe Burrow throwing three picks, I think, in the first half. So I, I don't see a three-pick first half from Mac Jones because if you run the ball a lot, then you don't have to worry about the the picks. You know, but use the aggression, and this is five. Use the aggression of Highsmith and Hayward with the running game. I'm back on this running game thing. Knowing that Mac is nursing some type of discomfort, let's, let, let, you know, we don't know what the illness was out of practice, but we do know that Bill has a propensity to like put everybody on the you know the injury injury list. You know, going into a game like oh yeah, everybody's you know hurt, but but to have him out for an illness and you're back the next day, I, I've never heard of the one day flu. I've heard of the two day. Have you ever heard of a one day flu, Joe? I, I know, uh, uh, not Joe. I'm sorry, Justin. I've heard of the two or three day flu, but I've never heard of a one day flu. No, I've never heard of that. So, you know, I don't want to be speculative, but I'm going to lean on the side of that that illness had nothing to do with um, the immunizations or uh, immune system of Mac Jones and potentially, you know, back spasms, potentially, you know, because the last thing that hurt him may be the thing that still hurts. And the last thing you want to do is be out there saying that, look, the guy is still kind of nursing that back. Because the Steelers would start saying, man, we're going to stay in and watch 30 hours of tape in one day. Like, there's only 24 hours. We're going to watch double. Because they're going to be looking for every little small angle on that offensive line. It's so, so critical for the offensive line to to be on it this week. They have to. It could be beyond disastrous if he takes more hits this week like he did last week. Don't let Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky run for more than 40 yards. If he does, a large chunk could come in the game late, and that would be at the worst time. So you might, if you've contained him all game, you know, let's just say Trubisky maybe has 25 yards 
running because you've game planned for it very well if you're Belichick and the Patriots. But you don't want late in the game where the game is in the balance for Trubisky to potentially, say, take off for two first downs that extend drives that potentially leads to a game-winning field goal, right? Those additional 15 yards could be, you know, running for seven yards on third down and running for eight yards on another third down. Like, (laughs) there's your, you know, those 15 yards can be deadly. So you want to keep him under those 40 yards running for the entire game. And here's something that I looked up and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Be mindful of the wind gusts. They will get into the teams during the game in Pittsburgh. And I don't know which end of the stadium it is, but I think it's the one that has the scoreboard that kind of blocks the wind that comes in. And therefore, there's kind of this swirl that comes in on that side of the field. Well, if Nick Folk is your best offensive weapon, you'd better be on top of that. So as small as and minute as it may sound, but the wind could play a factor determining three or six points here or there for the Patriots, and you need to be mindful of that. So do I think it affects the passing game? Absolutely not. When you get the teens, that's not the situation. But when you start to put a ball 150 feet in the air, the wind is going to catch it. So those are just some of the things that the Patriots have to be on alert about. Now, the Kendrick Bourne situation. Can you play the Kendrick Bourne cut for me about him thinking about his response to playing this week? Kendrick, uh, any indication, you know, this week, maybe a little bit more action for you? Uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, been practicing, been in, been in a row, so um, just ro- rotating, you know, just waiting to go in. Do you, feel, good, do you feel like you're getting closer to giving the coaches what they're looking for? Yeah, yeah, feeling better. That role in practice, is it similar to what you were in last week in practice? Uh, yeah, kind of the same thing, you know, just rotating, going in when they call me in and just playing the plays that I get in. How'd you feel about your practice this, uh, this week? Feel better, feel better, feel a lot better. Um, healthy, uh, just moving well, and uh, just just want to do everything right that I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Suddenly the orange juice tastes fresher around here, huh? Because Kendrick Bourne gave a brilliant answer after last week's game where he said, hey, look, I'm not giving the coaches what, what they want. So he takes the heavy. But everybody else sees, you know, gosh, the coaches aren't giving the team what it needs. <laughs> like, so, like, if this guy can come in for two plays and on one of those two plays become the second leading receiver for the Patriots all day off of one play, one play. But the coaches aren't getting what you need. <laughs> I think it's also telling that Mac Jones looked his way right away. Right away. Right away. He got in one play. Mac Jones stared him down the whole way and threw it there. Well, you even saw that in the preseason game when he suddenly got into the game um, at the uh, in the uh, preseason drive. Remember, I'm saying, like, look, if they don't put this drive together coming out of this half, it, there's going to be a lot of screaming from the hills. And who was there to kind of save the day? It was Kendrick Bourne in there suddenly. Suddenly. And then, of course, some of the leeches comes out that, you know, perhaps Bob Kraft wondered aloud why Kendrick Bourne didn't play. I would Kendrick say. Bo- I, was, I, 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 will, I will get to that in a second here. But it's almost kind of like, thank you for listening to WEI, because we, I, I was one of those people who said, look, Kendrick Bourne coming out of camp should be the number one receiver for for, for, for the Patriots. He should be the one receiver because that was Mac's favorite target towards the end of last year. 
as the offense started to move a little bit, it was because of the fluidity of Kendrick Bourne and not depending on Myers as much. Myers is good for the underneath stuff. You know, it was Kendrick Bourne who was like, okay, this guy's been in the league. He's done it a little bit, and now he's showing that he can do more. You look for that growth, especially when the management didn't get a a, a 1A receiver, you know, to be the top guy. I mean, that's what they're hoping Devontae Parker would be, but we're talking about, like, going down and sitting with somebody and probably offering up Aguilar. And I think the reason why Aguilar has gotten so much spin in this first week, along with Jonu Smith, why you, you see them get a lot of looks is because they take up a lot of money, right? So if those guys are just out there running around collecting checks, uh, rightfully so, they've signed a contract, but, you know, they're not producing and they're not targeted, you you really have a problem. So um, he, on, here's Tommy Curran on Maloney, Fourier, and Mego asking answering the question like, look, was Bob Kraft instrumental in making some type of suggestion about playing Bourne? Here it is. Situation. We're trying to decipher what's happening, right? Trying to figure out what is going on. You dropped a little bit of a bomb there, too, as well, talking about this playing time and how Robert Kraft took notice. And you predict he's actually going to play more this week. Is that because Robert Kraft is telling Bill Belichick he wants him to play more? No. And I'm glad you asked that because I think that as the week goes along, we have to keep getting the intel and figuring out exactly what happened. I got in touch with someone who um, relayed an anecdote that said, after the game, Robert Kraft approached Kendrick and said, you'll be playing more next week. So reporting that was part of the duties. He noticed he went to Bourne and said you'd be playing more. As the week has gone along, apparently the second recitation of facts is that Kraft may have gone to Belichick and just, you know, the way that a own, an owner will do, not putting a finger in anybody's chest and asked about Kendrick Bourne. And from what I understand, Belichick indicated next week he would be playing and that Kraft relayed that information to Kendrick Bourne. So there's a, there's a difference there. I think the upshot of the whole thing is on, there's two upshots. One is understand that Robert Kraft is extremely sensitive to the notions of meddling with the head coach, and I'm sure the head coach is sensitive to it as well. But it is also worth noting stop. that – You can stop it. You can stop it. I, I, yeah, the mic is yeah, – you can stop it because he said the essence – of what needed to be said, and I did not want it to get lost in the next 20 seconds of you trying to catch up with Tommy Curran said. In essence, Kraft went to Bourne first, <laughs> then went to Belichick. What? No, look, no one is saying that Kraft is dictating who plays and who doesn't. However, he might be able to dictate, like, who gets to have a doghouse and who doesn't. You can't be, like, sub-dog and creating dog houses for players when you're not the head dog. As some of the stories that started to spew out a little bit that maybe there was some type of bumping of heads between philosophy of what Patricia was doing and what Bourne was seeing and adjusting to. And that it's the reason why that Kendrick Bourne, I guess, was still on punishment from the last preseason game in the two weeks leading all the way into Sunday's game. Because my philosophy is this. If it was if it was if it wasn't disciplinary, you don't play him two plays. You play him no plays. Right? But you maybe you play him a couple of plays so that way it doesn't look like what it might really be in a disciplinary reason or a bumping of heads. But if if the reports of what just Tommy Curran just said on MMF, MFM, 
is, hey, hey, Kendrick, you'll be playing more. You'll you'll play more next week. <laughs> Kraft knows something about next week's game plan already that even Bill doesn't know. You know, I joke here a lot about the parody, the the, the Nirvana one. I'm not going to play it, so your prayers have been answered. That Bill's through. And, you know, just the nepotism turns high in your son, and you wouldn't be the first person that's hired their, you know, a, a relative on a team that's not anything new. It's not inventive. But when you have concurrently what is going on now with this team, how dysfunctional it looks on its off days, not a good look. Not at all. So, what do I see Sunday's game to kind of finally get to it? Well, you will see Kendrick Bourne. You'll see Kendrick Bourne on the first series. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't even have already have the graphics set up. You know when they start the game to show you who's who's starting already? Right? I'm sure the graphic is already there. I bet you Kendrick Bourne starts on Sunday. Bet you. Because if it's about what's best for the team and if Mac is like, look, he's in the game, let's run play eight again and get it to him. He he, he won't let the defender get it. I'm going to say 17-14 Steelers. 17-14 Steelers. All right, before I go to break, I got to get to Tom Brady because I've teased it. All the worry that's being reported, I believe, that Tom and Giselle and whatever is and isn't going on between them is the scene in Rocky Three when Clubber Lang, Mr. T, says, Balboa ain't hungry no more. <laughs> I'm sorry. He ain't hungry like me. I'm I'm what's I'm what's it. And his trainer merges Barrett and says, Rocky, you can't win. And his wife says, You can't win. I can't be there for you, kid. He will destroy you. Giselle's thinking about what the Saints have been doing in time the last couple of years. And remember, this is the Saints, same Saints organization that had to get a tap on the shoulder from the NFL saying, uh, y'all can't be doing the kind of whole hits for hire. Ask Brett Favre when he played in that NFC championship game against the Saints when he was with the Vikings. Nighty night, Tweety Bird. See, the Saints are the one team in the NFL, I would say, that has zero respect for Tom Brady and the Bucks, And they just seem to have their number. So I wouldn't be surprised if Giselle doesn't somewhat feel like they are going to kill you, Rocky. You can't win. He's got a beat-up offensive line. Now, granted, he played the Cowboys last week. The Cowboys absolutely horrible. But the Saints, like their their Super Bowl each year are the two games against Tampa. We don't care how anything else finishes. I've got a really good friend. He says, look, don't believe that Tampa is going to win the NFC South because they are, their mission is to destroy Tom Brady. And I am a bit concerned. Because if you don't have all these things in place that you want to have and your mind's being distracted by what is or whatever it isn't going on, you know, last thing you want to do is have across your face is a bunch of Mr. T-looking guys talking about, I have no pity for that fool. We coming for you. <sighs> okay, that's my Mr. T impression. Late Night wraps up next here on WEEI with KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out.
This is WEEI Late Night, streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Yeah. One of the great petty classics. And the video is the dumbest one ever. (laughs) What? KJ Late Night here. WEEI. You better watch what you say. You better watch what you do to me. All right, so thank you for stopping through. If you've missed any of the show, remember you can listen on the Odyssey app, Red Sox Review, Sox 121. It's starting to wonder about like who is like who is being looked at to, to still stay here. Uh, Cassis has to come through the rest of this weekend. He's got to have a three-for-four game tomorrow, two-for-three game possibly Sunday or either or because the Royals offer lower-end pitching and you need to be able to jump on that stuff now because I think they're going to give you about 100 bats to look at to see where you are, and you're still talking he needs another 22 hits just to get to 25 hits and 100 at-bats. So time is – there's no time like the present. Um, The Patriots, they've got to run the ball down the throat of the Steelers if they're going to have a chance to win. I think it's going to be a dogfight, but I think in the end, um, the defensive pressure of the Steelers will be able to burst some of the – the, the Patriots' pipes, maybe 17-14 game with a game-winning field goal probably coming within the last two minutes from the Steelers, um, unless Nick Folk can be the hero very early on. Like, if I start seeing, like, if I see a 9 nothing lead by the Patriots and they're just kicking, and they kick three field goals, and I'd say, okay, good, they're moving the ball down the field, they're tiring out their defense over there, they may be onto something. And then Tom Brady, as Clubber Lang best said it in Rocky Three, Tom how do you see the Saints? How do you see your game against Tom on Sunday? What's your prediction for the fight then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. <laughs> Pain. I, I think that's what Giselle's worried about. All right, you playing some money on some NFL games? I got three different parlays for you and make money, money. Hit it, Justin. Hey, I won the bet. How do you pay, man? Straight cash, homie. All right. Three different types of bets. The dog's bite, the lucky seven spread covers, and who's got the props. The dog's bite. Put down 100 bucks. Take Washington over Detroit at plus 105. Take New Orleans over Tampa at plus 120. Steelers over the Patriots at plus 115. And Seattle over San Francisco. Yeah, Trey Lance is not it. Plus 325, 100 bucks, pays out $4,021. The Lucky 7 spread covers. All of them have a, uh, a, a minus 110. Take the Browns to cover against the Jets. The Commanders to cover against the Lions. Take the Colts to cover versus the Jags. Saints to cover the Bucks. Steelers to cover the Patriots. Texans cover the plus 10 against the Broncos. And so do the Bears. They cover their plus 10 against the Packers. $100 bet yields $9,142. And who's got the props? Take Mitch Trubisky to throw for over $225, plus 110. Either Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey, 150 scrimmage yards, plus 150. Highest scoring game, Commanders versus Lions, plus 650. Lowest scoring game, Seahawks, 49ers, see Trey Lance, plus 700. And the lowest scoring team, 
the Cowboys at plus one thousand. A hundred dollars pays out three hundred forty-six thousand four hundred dollars. Now that's how I like to go out on a show, Justin. A bunch of money. That's pretty easy right there. I think the Cowboys are in trouble scoring some points. Thank you so much, Justin, for your work tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out for Red Sox Review. Again, at WEEI on Twitter, at KJ Carson. Thanks for you who come through. Say something nice. I'll say something nice back. Say something stupid. I ignore you. Like, I have children. I know how that works. So have a great Friday night. Enjoy the Red Sox tomorrow. Hopefully you can get two in a row and possibly sweep the Royals. Take care. See ya. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England's Sports Original. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.